0: Hurry up, your favorite show's about to start. Grab a Capri Sun, some Dunkaroos, and settle in for another episode of The Millennial Movie Club. Everybody, welcome back to another episode of Millennial Movie Club. I'm Jasapados and when I eat my fruit by the foot, I wrap it around my thumb and suck it off there for an hour like a proper lady.
1: And uh, my name's Dan Levine and when I was a kid I won a Nelly poster at a church fair and I hung it up on my wall and it was one of the only things I had in my room.
0: <laughs> Super on brand for you.
1: Yeah. You know I also had a Nelly poster when I was younger and
2: that was exactly how I knew I was gay. So I don't I don't know if you had a similar Whoa. experience, but uh, I still have it to this day. Is
0: that your fun fact? Because that's good, but I'm down to learn more. It
2: wasn't too fun because as soon as my parents realized that I more than just listened to the music, they uh, ripped it down immediately. So speaking of my parents, they were unhappy with me for a different reason. I ran away from home, but like kind of in the most innocent of ways. We lived right next door to like, a, like an elderly home. And I really, that's probably... not what you call it.
0: Assisted living.
2: Yes. Assisted living. There we go. And so I was quizzing you. That's what it's called. So (laughs) these fine people were being assisted living and I like walked in because I was like, I've lived – next to this for you know five years what am I doing not at least checking this out I go into the lobby like I own the place turn the channel to Nickelodeon and all of a sudden this like old woman in a wheelchair is like um we're about to play bingo and I was like well that's my cue and so I like followed her over the table next thing I know I'm sitting on her lap and I'm like okay Gladys like what we play in here and she just like totally showed me the rope I called bingo every time I got One and like one, every zebra cake that has ever existed (laughs) and just like chow down TBT zebra cakes. Um, Wow. And so ran back to my house and uh, there was a police car in my driveway. And I literally, part of your world by Ariel, really (laughs) took on a different tone after I got a taste of the assisted living.
0: I want to be where the old people are.
2: (laughs) Very good. Winning zebra cakes. Something like that. I don't know. What's the
0: word? Bingo!
2: (laughs) And she's like, not yet. We're not- like, elbowing me.
0: <laughs> Zazu
2: comes in with this like,
0: not yet.
2: Now <laughs> oh, we're just colliding just worlds. Kid
0: alert. Oh, God. <laughs> well, as riveting as that story was, I'm pretty sure that you're not a host on this podcast. So who the heck are you?
2: Oh, well, okay. Similar to the, you know, assisted living situation. I just you kind of like walk it. into rooms. I just kind of wander <laughs> in. You guys have an unsecure network. I would check that out if I were you, you know, I spent so much time on LimeWire, I realized like viruses come easy these days, so you just want to tighten that up. Backstreetboys.exe, mm-hmm. not what you think it would be. Oh, yeah. no. No, that's exactly what I thought it was, and that was also how <laughs> my parents knew I was gay.
1: So,
2: um, Without further ado, I think I have to introduce myself. Hey, everyone. My name is Eric, Yay. and Yay. Uh, I'm so happy to be here.
0: Yay. We are so excited to welcome our very first guest on our Millennial guest. Movie Club. Yay. Welcome to the Millennial Movie Club, Eric. Eric Feldman, in case you're too daft to know, get to know him. He's an incredible comedian, content creator living in LA with a knack for nostalgia and pop culture commentary. So obviously a shoo-in for this podcast. He's created a character that we know and love. Tammy, the mom oversharing on Facebook that we all love. We all know one of them. And I have a funny story for you. So my... Best friend, uh, Daniel, not this Daniel, but my best friend and soulmate. He's how I know that I'm in love with gay men. He moved to LA recently and he sent me this video being like, pretty sure my cross-the-street neighbors is probably a TikTok person. And like, and I see like through a window, like a blonde wig, like this, like a lot like this. And I was like, I think I know that.
2: Wait, wait, (laughs) shut up. Wait, like, are you talking about recently, by the way?
0: Like within the last like maybe month or two.
2: First of all, That is terrifying because I have a shit ton of windows in my- Can I cuss? Is that okay? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Um, I have a ton of windows in my apartment and I always leave the blinds open because I'm like, I get so much light. I used to live in an apartment that literally had like an exit window that I wasn't even sure I'd get out of in a fire. (laughs) And now it's just like, I don't want to draw any blinds because A, a fire exit. B, like I want the light and I want to be where the people are. And so I, like, leave it all open. <laughs> and even at night, I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm two stories up. No one can see inside. Um,
0: People on the second okay, floor Tammy across Bob- the street, probably. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, my God. P- the fact, okay, so Tam- them seeing Tammy is honestly kind of the least of what um, I'm concerned about. <laughs> right, right, <yeah. laughs> um, So, okay, now, I'm, I'm truly sweating. But... <laughs> <laughs> what the actual f that is crazy it, like,
0: may not be but i feel like i would know that blonde bob bobbing anywhere and then we, i'm just like I oh mean, my god
2: unless he lives across the street from a like real life tammy that was just posting about right. her like trip to olive oh, garden like she very grin. well i mean how accurate are my videos like if yeah. if, if that's really how tammy's posting we never we know. We like
0: to humiliate our guests <laughs> in the first five minutes of the show. Yeah. Um, I wasn't
2: expecting only. that. I was I was expecting <laughs> yeah, right. like oh like someone sent me your video and I was like, wait a second, but like <laughs> that was that's crazy.
0: That's the universe for you. It's magical. And speaking of magic, we are going to be talking about a movie filled with magic and child abuse that <laughs> was just a classic from our childhoods. And that movie is Matilda.
2: I can't even like begin to say how excited I am oh, to talk about Matilda. Such a good movie. Truly like the movie of my childhood.
0: Okay, raise your hand if there is a little part of you that still feels like if you tried hard enough, you could make shit move with your brain
1: because of this movie. I'm only not going to raise my hand because I've exhausted this. Like I've already tried. <laughs> like,
0: For the record, me and Eric are hands way up.
1: Oh, yeah.
2: Almost <laughs> like counter to your point, same. And I feel like I haven't lost hope. Right. Like, I'm not kidding you. I will be in bed sometimes and, for whatever reason, lift the light on. And I'm sure oh. you, or your friend knows this. Uh, yes. that you know, sometimes I do that. And uh, that guy. But I will, like, stare at my light switch sometimes for longer than I care to admit. And mm-hmm. just be like,
1: it'll turn off. It'll turn oh, off. Yeah. You know, it's just like and like send me I'm on 12. my way is like playing on your in your yeah.
0: head almost <laughs> <Yes. the> <laughs> almost
1: or a little bitty pretty perfect bit yes.
0: yeah yes. yeah right. absolutely yeah. those songs will be littered throughout this episode by the way all right gents shall we set the scene
2: absolutely we have to
0: okay we have to it's the only we way must. to get through this episode <laughs> okay the description for this movie reads this film adaptation of a raw doll work tells the story of matilda wormwood a gifted girl forced to put up with a crude, distant father and mother. Worse, Agatha Trunchbull, the evil principal at Matilda's school, is a terrifyingly strict bully. However, when Matilda realizes she has the power of telekinesis, she begins to defend her friends from Trunchbull's wrath and fight back against her unkind parents.
1: That was the first time I've ever heard it say, like, so bare, like she has telekinesis. It almost cheapens it for me. Like, it seems more than that. (laughs)
0: We're just gonna call it what it is.
1: A hundred percent. I was gonna say she's capable
2: of more. I know it. Like, she was just Tapping right. into like, that, it's
0: magic. right?
2: Because like when she like nodded towards Lucy doll and Lucy came over, I felt like she was doing more than just like floating her. Lucy yeah. doll came to life totally. I mean, she
0: had to like convince her to come to her. Yeah,
2: she was like, I don't know, I don't know. She had a personality. Yes. She was like but
0: she's home. It's hesitant. Like,
2: she's like, no, you're safe with me. Yes. Yeah, there was a personality there. She can give life.
0: And she can take it away. (laughs) She would never. She would never. never,
1: But she can. can. I've never read the book. I don't know if either of you have. But apparently when she grows up, she loses her power because her power was born from her frustration. And she's just so happy that she doesn't need it anymore. And she grows out of it. You know what? Interesting. I did read the book. Oh, you did? And I think that I blocked that part
2: out of my brain (laughs) because I was like, absolutely not. That will not stand. Roll doll, I don't know who you are, but maybe you grew out of your frustration, but A, not gonna happen. B, (laughs) this chick, no. And and at the end when they're like, and Matilda never had to use her powers again. I was like, shut up. Yes, she did. Why wouldn't she?
0: I have a hard time believing that she grew up and dated men and didn't get frustrated (laughs) enough to throw some shit around with her mind.
1: I agree. Right. Yeah, fuck you Raw (laughs) doll. He's clearly not over
0: it because he grew up to write books. Once I looked back at his collection, all of his books are about children in like really fucked up scenarios. So like, he, oh, yeah. Yeah, like uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, Witches. Mm-hmm. All of these movies oh, where these kids are witches. like at the mercy of these terrible mm-hmm. adults. So he clearly went through some shit and this is how he's exercising his demons.
2: Wishful thinking that Matilda was never frustrated again. He's manifesting his own <laughs> escape. <laughs> exactly. But like, no, sorry. I'd, I'd rather take moodiness like, and telekinesis yeah. than freaking happiness and no powers.
0: <laughs> he's going to get a period every month. Like, bitch right. is going to go yeah. off. <laughs>
2: exactly. Just, no, <laughs> she's going to be frustrated. Right. <laughs> that bitch moves to a city. There ain't no way she's sitting in the car with a smile no, no, on no. her face. That's no, no, for no, fucking no, no. sure. No. Uh, <laughs> wait. Oh, my God.
1: Matilda or Eleven? Who would win? Oh. Oh. <laughs> I got to say Eleven just because I think Matilda had a really tough childhood. Not as tough as Eleven. I think Eleven had a tough, a tougher one. That's true. That's true.
0: But could Matilda outlast? You know, Eleven has like a supply, right? Where like she, her nose starts oh, bleeding. She gives up after right. a while. It's like she's too hot and heavy, and then she burns out. Where Matilda is like slow and oh, steady wins yeah. the race, baby.
2: Oh, Matilda sits there and barely blinks. Oh man, she squints, but that's more <laughs> like out of cuteness. And and Miss Trunchbull like launches into orbit. Yeah, like she can do right. anything. Whereas Eleven <laughs> passes out like after right. she. Like, like lifts a dumbbell, you know. Yeah, like, which same, but I, yeah, oh, I, feel, so yeah, I I could not relate more. But I just think Matilda really has that stamina that is going to mm. win the race.
0: Okay, so let's hop into the casting creative of this movie. There's some real interesting shit here, of course. Starting with the title character, we've got Matilda, played by Mara Wilson, one of the most famous child actors of the 90s. Love, her. yeah, I mean movies like Mrs. Doubtfire Miracle on 34th Street and then like you said we have missed her you know she decided to quit she wrote a book called Where Am I Now True Stories of Girlhood and Accidental Fame in 2016 and revealed all of this stuff about like her choice to step away from the spotlight like she knew at the time she was like I'm not going to be as pretty or as thin as the Kira Knightleys as the Lindsay Lohans and she was like I could either keep trying to go after these Whoa. things get a bunch of plastic surgery and be miserable or like Live my life and not disappointing people for not being as cute as I used to be. And so she decided to step away, pursue writing. She went to grad school at NYU. Oof. She lives in my old hood, Astoria. Oh. Ooh,
1: ooh. We like, love
0: oh. it. And she came out as bisexual. So go off, girl. Good for
1: you,
2: Mara. Good for her. Yeah. I knew she was a little queer. I don't know if it was like the – you know She wore overalls in one scene and then like took her hair out of a ribbon. I'm like, hmm you're going to be into girls someday. I like kind of knew (laughs) it. That's when her parents knew. That's when her parents knew. And they were like, you're adopted. Like, you know, we're, we're giving you up. (laughs) Like, like, Miss Honey, she's your problem now. I would actually read that book. Oh, truthfully. yeah, me
0: too. Now that I know that it exists. Me too. I'm going after it. She speaks out about mental health and about the whole child star world and how damaging and crazy it can be. And I mean, she's putting her her power, her real life powers to good use. So cheers to you, Mara. We've got her father, Harry Wormwood, played by Danny DeVito, who also yes. directed this film. Yes,
2: and
3: narrated. And narrated, which I
0: forgot about and totally love that choice.
2: Uh-huh, me too. I'm really because, happy. And I love that he narrates in a very gentle, soft tone and then played Harry Wormwood in a totally different demeanor. You almost forget that it is the same guy.
0: Yes. We know him from just so many good things. I mean, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, Taxi, Twins. He's an incredible and accomplished producer and director and, of course, highly beloved for his role in TV's. It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Well, something else that I absolutely love about this movie is that he is playing opposite. His on-screen wife is his real-life wife, Rhea Perlman. She plays Zinnia Wormwood. Her description, when I looked her up, she plays Because, of course, we all know her from Cheers. I mean, that was epic for her. She was the sharp-tongued and oft-pregnant barmaid, Carla Torrelli. Oft-pregnant.
1: Off <laughs> <pregnancy. Okay>. goals.
0: <laughs> Something else that I absolutely love is that this couple, they would be super, super supportive to Mara. So while they were in production for this movie, Mara Wilson's mother was diagnosed with breast cancer and she would pass away just a few mere months before the movie came out. And this didn't come out until years after her mother's death, but Danny DeVito revealed to Mara years down the road, that he actually visited her mother in the hospital and allowed her to watch some near-completed versions of the film so that she oh would God. actually be able to see her daughter in the movie since she wouldn't make it to when the movie came oh out. Oh, my
2: God. That's so sweet. She said they
0: were like her real surrogate parents throughout the whole making of that and were like a crazy support system for her. So they were like her shitty parents and really good parents at the same time. Wow.
2: That's so cool. Yeah. That's so great. Yeah, crazy. yeah.
0: It made yeah. me love them even more if that was possible. Well, that's the end of the episode. I can't go on. Oh um, that's it. <laughs>
2: have a
1: good night, everybody. Well, hope you all enjoyed. We're going to go <laughs> cry now.
0: We need to go take a, a break for emotions. Anyway, moving on. Um, so we have Miss Honey. <laughs> the absolute angel of this film setting the bar way too
1: high for every other teacher ever Oh, like yeah
0: totally ruined teaching for
1: everyone she became the principal and then she had to like open up what was the end of it it's like she had to open up another wing of the school or like a top part so that people can like stay there because they love staying at the school so much I missed that was that in the book
0: I missed that really I'll find the the quote is that a deleted
2: scene (laughs) maybe I watched an extended version I was gonna say do you get extended version I'll I'll look for it. Do you get to
0: watch the Dead Mother's Rough Cut? (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) I'm so sorry.
2: I'm glad we can just laugh about it now. I'm
0: really (laughs) sorry. It's the only way to move forward.
1: Yes. (laughs) We've moved on.
0: Um, so Miss Honey, played by M. Beth Davids. We know her from movies like Schindler's List, Mansfield Park, Bicentennial Man, and TV like Californication, Mad Men, uh, Ray Donovan. She was in
1: Californication?
0: That is what the internet said. Wild. So you'll have to take it up with I the internet. We <laughs> can't argue
1: with the That's internet. That's a good point.
0: We have Miss Trunchbull, the one of many villains in this movie. An epic character played by Pam Ferris, a Welsh actress who, I don't know why my brain never made this connection but of course one of my probably my favorite crossovers of all time played aunt marge and harry potter and the prisoner of azkaban
2: right wait can i tell you yeah. something which is like Please. i actually don't think i have i think i've only told my older brother this and he probably thought i was lying so we love i read harry potter and the prisoner of azkaban it was the first harry potter book that i read before the movie came out so, like, okay. I saw the first two movies in, like, 2001-2002. I was like, I have to read these. And I, like, just learned to read. Of I was, like, 11. And mm-hmm. I was like, you know, I should have read way before that. But I was like, I'm going to read it. <laughs> and so I read Prisoner of Azkaban. And I remember picturing Aunt Marge as Miss Trunchbull. Oh, my God. Legitimately. You called and it. then, like, two years or a year later, the movie comes out. And I didn't fully register and then I was watching the movie, and even as, like, you know, 13-year-old, I was like, wait a second. I know this woman. I looked it up on IMDb. It took, like, an hour to connect have the internet, but right finally, now. finally, <laughs> I was like, no, this is the actress. Like, it was crazy i was like that's your superpower i guess yeah. so yeah unfortunately none of my you know like wishful castings have ever come true since then but that's witchy. that was witchy as fuck. wow that's awesome that's an amazing story
0: and i'm so glad it lives now on forever on this podcast years from now people will hear it and they'll know of your power
2: Helman, tell me who will be in the 31st fast and the furious i'm like well vin diesel <laughs> for sure and they'll be
0: like, oh. It's his yes. head floating in a jar and a robot. Body. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and just the last person, of course, like there's no way I cannot mention the fact that Paul Rubens, AKA Pee Wee Herman is in this movie as a member of the FBI, or as I like to say, uh, Peewee's Fun Bureau of Investigation. Mm-hmm. I couldn't not. We know him from Peewee Herman until an unfortunate indecent decent exposure incident. But you know, we also know him from movies like Mystery Men, Dunstan Checks In, and Blow.
1: I have like three fun facts three. for the the casting. I just want to do a little bit of like uh who was considered for each role. Love so Catherine O'Hara was considered for Zinnia, (gasps) which is awesome. Love this.
0: I'm not mad at that.
1: think she would have crushed. Richard Dreyfuss was considered for Harry Wormwood, which would have been pretty interesting. And the FBI agent was supposed to be Arnold Schwarzenegger because they both worked in twins.
0: That's so off-brand for this movie, I feel like. Yes,
1: very weird. Oh, and one more, sorry. Danny DeVito originally wanted Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen and they auditioned Michelle Trachtenberg, Harry the Spy. I don't think I would have, this sounds terrible, no shade to the Olsen
2: twins. I wouldn't have taken this movie seriously as like a motion picture (laughs) if the Olsen twins, I would have lumped it in with like a hundred double double toil and trouble and like- Yes,
0: thank you. It would have just been another Olsen twin movie. And I
2: like
1: just am so glad. One of the few things they probably didn't get Back then. Daniel DeVito in 2019 says he's always wanted to develop a sequel. And he said that it could star Matilda's own child.
0: I'm excited and scared.
1: I I was going to say because sequels these days,
2: especially kids' movies... Unless they're animated, are not made the same way that they used to be
0: stylistically.
2: Yes, kids' movies back then still even kind of felt adulty, had this air yeah. of oh, like yeah. maturity too
0: much so sometimes. Oh
2: yeah, my parents like were wondering if I could watch some movies. Yeah, and now it's like kids' movies are just a little too like bleh, you know like yeah
0: yeah. It yeah. started with yeah. iCarly Carly well, like, and
2: her like crazy clubhouse yes. bedroom. Yes,
0: like, because they're catering to a general. Generation of children that, well, and adults that no longer have any patience whatsoever. So it's just yes. like one distraction after 100%. another, as opposed 100%. to like you know our movies took time <laughs> a little bit, you know, and mm-hmm. we had the patience and the attention span to stick with it.
2: I agree. They aren't as cinematic. As they used to be. I will say animated movies, though. Like, there's so many good animated movies that have come out with great stories. Yes. But I just like there has not been a movie like Matilda mm-hmm. for kids. Of course. I think like with real people in a long time. Agreed. I would agree.
0: Then again, though, a lot of parents will from what we're going to find out in the reviews, like a lot of parents that are like, well, oh, I remember loving this movie and they're showing it to their kids today and they're horrified. They're like, I can't show this. I mean, this is completely inappropriate for children. Really? Yeah. Which, I mean, when you think about it, yeah, it's littered with child abuse and curse words and, like, the dad kills himself. Like, so that's some heavy themes. Yeah, Yeah. that's
2: true. I remember, like, my grandma watched it with me and she did not like it at all. She also didn't like, like, witchcraft and stuff.
1: And I'm like, well. Neither does Jazz.
0: No, no, no. Love witchcraft. (laughs) Oh, sorry. You like witchcraft. Hey, ghost.
1: Sorry. I forgot that those are two different. (laughs) Those are very
0: different things. Okay. So I was debating when I was going to do this, but I just feel like it's probably a good time. I know that I'm not technically on fun fact duty this evening, but I thought I would reach out to a friend and find out some fun facts. So if you'll
3: bear with me for a second hi jess daniel and the listeners of the millennial movie club podcast this is mara wilson here to answer three questions for you
0: shut the
2: hell up
3: so first of all my favorite line from matilda well it's probably when miss honey says to matilda you were born into a family that doesn't appreciate you but someday things are going to be different i think that's actually a pretty profound sentiment and i've heard from a lot of people that it really helped them it really got them through a lot i think as a kid probably my favorite line was either no more miss nice girl. Or maybe uh, Lavender's, (laughs) I didn't know I could do that. That was a really fun line. Uh, Probably though, the line that makes me laugh the most is one that I think Danny kind of threw in there at the last minute where you hear (laughs) Mr. Wormwood say after Matilda's brother is choking on a carrot, chew your food, you're an animal. (laughs) That one always makes me laugh. So my favorite character, Matilda, I mean, probably Miss Honey, because she has a kind of strength that I think we don't see in a lot of female characters, and just in a lot of characters in general, where she's very gentle and nurturing, and she's afraid, but she does things anyway. And I think that that's very important. You know, you can be afraid and still do really important and powerful and caring and strong things. I think that she is a strong character. So I love that about her. Probably, uh, Zinnia is the funniest, though. Misses uh mrs wormwood matilda's mom she is very very funny and a fun fact about filming oh my gosh i have a lot uh let's see i'll list a couple the reason that i'm cupping over my face i'm cupping my hands over my face after i get out of the choky, is because the thing they use to make the smoke smells really really bad <laughs> so uh it smelled kind of gross in there so i was covering my face because it kind of <laughs> stank also, the kid who played Bruce Bogtrotter, Jimmy, he didn't actually like chocolate cake at all. <laughs> Poor thing, right, having to eat all that chocolate cake. And lastly, and not that many people know this, but the model for young Miss Honey in the big picture that is uh, over the fireplace at the end, the one where you see Miss Honey as a baby, was my little sister. My little sister was in that painting. She modeled for it, and she actually was supposed to play Young Miss Honey, but then she got an ear infection that day. Uh, And it's just as well, because she's not wild about acting, but she's an artist, so she loves being a part of art. Anyway, thank you guys so much for being fans of Matilda. It really means so much to me. And have fun making and listening to your podcast.
1: Jazz, (laughs) that was the coolest thing ever. What the actual fuck? I am blown away. You guys,
0: I don't half ass shit in this life, okay? I go balls to the wall. Oh my God. You know how hard it's been to not tell anybody about this. We were
1: just talking about how awesome she is for like 10 minutes and then she's just, oh, this is the best day of my whole life. (laughs) Now you have some serious cred. You got some serious cred. That was such a good idea. I can't get over how great of an idea that was. You're the best.
0: Co-host of the year.
1: Oh yeah. my god.
0: Well, I know we're all huge fans. Hey,
1: Mara. Love you, Thank girl. you, Mara. Thanks, Mara. We yeah. fucking
0: love you, girl.
1: I don't know how we're going to recover from this. Kill it. Okay. Kill it.
0: Thank you. Thank you. So, speaking of giving Mara all of the amazing reviews, I've pulled a couple of reviews, Please. as I do yeah. every episode. The yeah. first review is from Janet Maslin from the New York Times. She writes, Twisted Enough by Mr. Doll and Given a Jolt of caricature by Mr. DeVito. Matilda makes too perverse a tale of very young children, but this one has playful flamboyance and a dark verve that older children should appreciate. And it has a sweet self-possessed little heroine.
1: I'm not going to like a review that's not like absolutely glowing about this movie. She's saying like, you'll like it if you're a little crazy.
0: And this is not really for kids. Maybe because we didn't watch it then as adults and only as kids. And we were just like, yeah, we can handle this shit. We're good. We watched Stand By Me. We're fine. You know? But I feel like adults back then were clearly like very put off by how, as they yeah. say, perverse, a tale this is. Yeah. I don't know. It
1: just, I feel like all of us grew up to be a kind of just weird, but not in a really bad way just because of these movies that we watched. Like, <laughs> we're, we're, we're here. I don't know. I think it made us normal because it's an accurate representation of some kids'
2: homes, you know?
0: For sure, and I think you know, as far as her home life goes, obviously them throwing just like a loose car seat with a newborn in it into the back seat—that's troublesome. But for the most part, she's just kind of ignored and unappreciated and full lead. Trunchbull, there is obvious child abuse, but it's in an elevated kind of goofy, fantastical light. So even that is kind of fanciful. But I mean, at the end of the day, this movie just made me want to be like a smart girl who reads more.
1: Right, it made books cool.
0: Our good buddy, Ebert, gives it three out of four stars, which is very decent, and writes, whatever it was that hurt Roald Dahl so deeply, he never forgave it, and his children's stories like James the Giant Peach and Charlie and the Chocolate Factory are driven by it. DeVito seems to vibrate on the same wavelength. Hmm. Matilda doesn't condescend to children. It doesn't sentimentalize, and as a result, it feels heartfelt and sincere. It's funny, too. So, yeah, I basically, people who had fucked up childhoods make good children's movies is the takeaway.
1: Yeah, totally. I'm on board with that.
0: When it comes to the Amazon reviews, there were a lot of mad mommies, as you can expect. Seattle Mommy writes, My six year old son didn't get it. End review.
2: <laughs> That's not our fault, Beth. Yeah. Don't blame Danny DeVito and Roald Dahl for his lack of depth. Yeah. Right. All right, Dinia, letting your six
1: year old watch this right. movie. <laughs> Also, what what's not to get?
0: Right. Take it at face value at six years old. Right.
1: Right. There's no subtlety about this movie. Like, that's the point. That's the gift yeah. of, like,
0: watching kid movies from our era as an adult because they also appeal to right. adults. Like, they were made just dark enough that we can still appreciate it and find deeper meaning. Right.
2: I think I get it about the same as I, I used to. <laughs> right.
0: Lynn M. writes, not appropriate for little ones. My five year old, while watching it, asked, What is a dick face? And why did the daddy kill himself? I would not recommend this movie. First of all, Ooh. he said
2: dip face. He, he did. did. I saw that. Have a carrot. What I
0: thought. Dip. D I P. Thank you. I was like, Am I? Did I watch like an edited version maybe by accident? Because he said dip. And I remember being like, What the fuck is a dip face? Right.
1: I have no idea. A dip face.
2: Have a carrot. No idea. And chew your food. Yeah. You're an animal. That quote that she mentioned. Oh, I yeah. say that all the time. <laughs> all the time. And, One that of the and much too good for children. Yeah. Always. Uh, much too uh, good, much to good, much good children. for children. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That close-up is truly (laughs) harping. I will say, though, this last review is probably the most heartbreaking of all. From user Villain's Rule, titled, This Movie Messed Up My Life. I watched this movie all the time in middle school and decided I'd make this movie come true. The part where the teacher and the student become like mother and daughter and is adopted and loved. And tried to get my high school teacher to want me as a daughter and adopt me. Oh, no. Well, basically, I wasn't adopted.
3: (laughs) Maybe
0: I was too old, but the ending of the movie is unrealistic and misleading and just soul crushing as no real decent person exists that would actually adopt a student. Very disappointing. Now I can't watch this movie without feeling anger for the teacher who did not act like the heroic teacher in
2: this movie. As you said, like Miss Honey
0: just set really unrealistic expectations. Yeah, I was
2: talking about just like liking your teachers that much, but like (laughs) I guess we're talking about them adopting you. That's also true. She also did set a high bar.
0: Freaking, let's hop on in. We start. We see Baby Matilda in the nursery with, as we said, Danny DeVito's warm, delicious narration and. Harry and Zinnia Wormwood leaving the hospital were just immediate trash people. They just like throw – That was actually in a lot of the Amazon reviews of people being like, as soon as I saw them throw the newborn in their just loose car seat, I turned it off. so And
1: probably a good idea. Like that's just the first of many, many things that are like that. I just love (laughs) that
0: Zinnia's walking out of the hospital like in stilettos 10 minutes after giving
1: birth. Like uh I had to take
0: a shower, Harry. Like
1: (laughs) – (laughs) <laughs> Pretty good That was great. Every episode I do somebody. My first thought in this scene was Danny DeVito can drive? Can he drive in real life? I honestly used to think that too because I was like, "Oh my god,
2: is there like are there pedal extensions? Are there like <laughs> that's this, what I was thinking."
0: Oh my
1: he's god. A short man.
0: I never even thought about that.
1: And he's 4'10. 4'10. And also, it's not even like a 4'10 like a a young gymnast. I say that I'm 5'10,
2: but I'm really 5'9. So do you <laughs> think He's actually, like, 4'9", because, like, you know, we all, like, round up a little bit. And, <laughs> like, I, I just have to say that, like, yes, my license in Hinge profile, say 5'10", but...
0: Anybody who's ever been on a dating app, aka myself, <laughs> we know what 5'10 means. We know what 5'10 is code for, okay? Men are trash. <laughs> we also know what 5'11 is code for. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> right, right, right. Or, honestly, <laughs> six foot, like...
0: Debate, Yeah. Absolutely. They're probably 5'11". bajillion percent. Danny
2: DeVito. <laughs> right. Because most six-foot guys, again, they probably are like right. mm, six, six foot, six foot right. one.
0: So the guy's short is what we're trying to say. Somehow he can drive. We just go through this montage of this very neglected child. She's cute as shit. I'm also like, how does this baby keep ending up unattended on countertops? Like that was giving me a lot of anxiety. She's so stinking cute. I love the sequence where she's like making herself pancakes. I and- love it. Oh, and just made me want to make myself pancakes.
1: I love every single little thing she does, tying her shoes and being like a little adult. Yeah. It's so cute. Just
0: toddling to the library <laughs> as tall as all those butts. Goals.
1: But
2: I watched, um, I watched, I watched this movie with my nieces – and and nephews over the holiday in December. And I remember thinking like, okay, this was 1996, this sweet librarian who's like, and you can come here anytime you like. I was like, Mm. this poor woman is no longer with us. There's no way.
0: Like, <laughs> you could
2: tell she was on like her last leg in this scene. Yeah. Like Poor Gertrude is just like oh, no you're right. 100% Gertrude, yeah. Wow, yeah. I love
0: that that's where your mind goes.
2: I know. I, I'm pretty sadistic in that way where I'm like, Cookie, the old woman who comes out. Oh, oh she's, Cookie's
0: long gone. She
2: might have been dead
1: in that scene. Yeah. She actually had died <laughs> right. three weeks before. They
0: weakened at Burnied her into that scene like a marionette. They,
1: like, uh, she was controlled actually obligated. She really needed to be there. So no matter what. Her family's like, we're dependent on this money. No, <laughs> They're
2: like, no, we need this money for the funeral.
0: We need to put her to rest. So
2: like she can act. She too. Get up there, mom.
0: It's what Nana would have wanted.
1: <laughs> yes, 100%. It's like, all right, make her pick her nose too. And They're <laughs> like,
0: that's not snot. It's okay. It's embalming fluid. It's completely <laughs> sanitary. I was also like oh, this cute little three, four-year-old toddling to the public library every day. And of course, the librarian's like, let me show you how to get to library. Caught and I'm like, wouldn't your first thought not be like, where the fuck are your parents? Oh, good point. Oh, yeah. That's my first thought yeah. anytime I see any child in the world, like for longer than two seconds by themselves. I'm
2: just glad that Matilda met Miss Honey because Matilda probably would have had that chick fucking adopt her if she hadn't met a sweeter younger lady. Like, and then she would have been an orphan again, like six months <laughs> later. Oh, she would have died point.
0: and then she could have like made her body dance. Ooh, <laughs>
3: exactly.
2: That's what <laughs> I'm saying. <laughs> Parent teacher comfort. She is just like floating. <laughs> her like Weekend at Bernie's like next to her. <laughs>
0: <laughs> My next note is this movie makes me want to have children just to be nice to them.
1: Fair. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Her
0: parents won't send her to school because they think she's four. She's clearly at this point six years old. She grows into Mara Wilson and it's like, who will be home to sign for the packages? Her brother's just a total lard ass. I mean, just a waste of space. <laughs> I
1: kept thinking the whole time. I know there's been like a lot of Harry Potter parallels. I kept thinking this is exactly like how Harry fucks with Dudley. And they look kind of similar oh my
0: god yeah without a doubt
1: that's a parallel like and she's probably you know i will say that they at least
2: bought her like some cute clothes her cute little polka dot dresses and her ribbons for someone who's like neglected she's like fairly well put together well
0: because zinnia's so about appearances you know they both are yes
2: so if you're not going to act the part, you better, like, if you're going to be a worm word, you better act like one. But they wanted her to look like one. Yes,
0: exactly. You chose books and I chose looks.
2: So good, right? <laughs> that is the mantra. Right. You want me to tell you we go to
1: college? <laughs> <laughs> oh. No, they like all oh, like, snicker. There's just one line that I really love where Danny DeVito's narrating, and it's like Danny DeVito should narrate everything, of course, but they're talking about her reading in the library and she's like falling in love with, I think it's like all those authors who sent their books out into the world, like ships out to sea. Poetry. It's like, oh, this is such a. Not only is this like a cute movie, it's like really touching and deep and great. It's sort of well-written. Real
0: poetry. Yeah. Matilda is growing up. She's pretty over it with her family. She's getting reprimanded. And Danny DeVito says, when a person is bad, they get punished, which kind of plants a seed in her head that anyone who's bad can get punished. So she starts kind of enacting revenge on her shitty parents. And I she goes into their room. And can we just talk about like the decor for a moment? It's like an Aladdin-themed restaurant in there or something. It's like absurd. I've got
1: a couple notes on this. The whole vanity, it's
0: like pink silks across the whole.
1: Yes. very yeah. a lot. They got the clock with the dice. The
0: dice clock. <laughs> yeah. Tacky as shit. So she takes his hair oil and puts peroxide in it. And I just love, he comes out into the kitchen with his bleached head and Rhea Perlman. I mean, man, just the outfits that she's in are just next level and her, Boobies look phenomenal. Okay.
2: Amazing. Yes. And I love that they didn't shy away from that just because it was a kids' movie. Like, they were like, oh, women have boobs. She's going to show them off. That's who she is. She's
0: keeping it tight. Those things are taped right up to her <laughs> neck and it is working.
2: She probably felt so hot. Oh, yeah.
0: They'd probably like get offset and just like fuck like rabbits, the two of them, because they're just like so hopped up on their like, oh, shitty yeah.
2: characters. First of all, if I were starring in a movie, I'd be in a good mood.
0: I thought you were going to say, if I was starring in a movie, I would be bad my co-star uh,
1: well, <laughs> that too, you know wishful thinking for sure well i mean i think that if you're in a movie with your significant other or really anyone who you're seeing you've i mean i'm just guessing but you've got to have sex in character right
0: Ooh, fun role-playing
1: yeah i think so i mean that's something that you would at least joke about when you get home you joke about it sure. but you're you're like putting the feelers out it's <laughs> like huh? yeah i was just joking it's like Well, I'm into it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm
0: into it if you're into it. I mean, the people that are like super method who stay in character for months on end, I don't know that it's them, but some real weirdos out there that are like that, then yeah.
1: Daniel Day-Lewis is like having sex mostly paralyzed for my left foot probably. That's Abe Lincoln. (laughs) (laughs) First of all, can I say he comes out with the blonde hair. That peroxide would burn, no?
0: (laughs) I I would imagine he would feel that, yeah.
1: And does peroxide bleach? Eminem did it, didn't he? (laughs)
0: I'm guessing she stole whatever her mo- her mom is like constantly touching up her roots and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're so, right. and she's like platinum blonde. So I'm guessing, I mean, the bottle just says peroxide, but I'm guessing it's like whatever she uses to stay super, super blonde. The physical comedy, uh-huh. like when he looks at himself in the mirror, like there's nothing realistic about his response. He's just like,
2: oh my God, when she throws the cereal, I was like, all that cereal is like.
0: Yes. Like- yes. <laughs> I was thinking about that too. Too. It was like kitchen floors covered in tricks me or something.
2: Too. Like what a waste. People used to do that all the time in movies. Like just throw things as if that's truly a reaction. Like I don't even and know. How many takes? If, like, yeah. yeah, how many takes? And I don't even know if Wait. someone was like behind me if I would throw. I mean, I like, <laughs> I might actually hold on to it because like I need, I don't know. I might throw it at them.
0: Maybe if somebody really like jumped out and scared you, but to just walk into the kitchen and be blonde, I would be like, Whoa. I just would be. I probably double down on eating it. No one's like <laughs> Zoe dishonelling it, right. you know, in real life.
2: It's <laughs> like over the top.
0: We learn that Harry has been stealing car parts and selling them and the FBI is totally on him. They're like just posted up outside of their house the entire movie. Matilda's the only one acutely aware of this. Everyone else is just like ignoring it. I love the rusty <laughs> ass <laughs> right, bumper right. that he's like super, super glue. He's literally scotch taping.
2: He basically puts it on there yes. and then legitimately rewinds the numbers like – what? No. no I'm going to believe that that car only has 10,000 miles on but it. But then
0: we get that famous line where he's like, I'm big, you're small. I'm right, you're wrong. And there's nothing you can do about it. And
2: they made him look so tall during that. Yes, they did. Like
0: Movie magic.
2: Meanwhile, she was like two inches <laughs> shorter than him. Right. She's like on her knees in the real life. <laughs> right. And like,
0: exactly. Uh, and so like she's getting a little feisty. She's starting to fight back. She super glues his hat to his head. And I just love the whole struggle in the restaurant when she's trying to rip his hat off.
2: I'm Oh my god the dessert that lands in front of her oh man oh my god my mouth like has never watered so mm-hmm. just like immediately
0: she does the classic little kid in a movie thing where like she has this beautiful dessert in front of her and she just takes like a little bit of the whipped cream off the top and needs it the
2: self-control that kids have in movies i'm like no not how it works not real no i remember when fucking I read Charlie in the Chocolate Factory, and like he took one little bite every day. I'm like, screw off! Like I don't yeah, care. Yeah, right. Like, <laughs> I don't care how poor you are or how much you love
1: chocolate. Like
2: no, <laughs> I love how that's
1: the thing that you're like. Everything else is totally believable. The fact that he only <laughs> takes <laughs> one <laughs> bite of cookie, uh-huh. it's like. <laughs> yeah no the grandpa
2: like you know floating up to the top of the ceiling or whatever i'm like mm, we've all had too much to drink you know Could happen.
0: no <laughs> way this kid is rationing his fucking chocolate that's where i draw the line
2: no way i was <laughs> like yeah four grandparents in a bed seen that before <laughs> right like just get on grinder but like no
0: dude hasn't walked in 40 years and then sprints to a chocolate factory totally fine yeah i would do the same well
2: <laughs> wouldn't you yeah. yeah
0: absolutely so yeah needless to say Harry Wormwood has had a real couple days. It's been a a tough one for him. He's really at the end of his rope. And the family's sitting down in front of the TV to eat dinner as they normally do. And he is just really pissed off because Matilda is reading a book. She's reading Moby Dick, which he clearly takes the wrong way. Oh, yeah.
1: Moby what?
0: He rips up her library book. And then he literally holds her eyes open. To watch this TV show they're watching where they they will cover somebody in glue. Sticky
2: with Mickey. Speaking <laughs> of innuendos, that was just gross. That
1: was revolting <laughs> watching Sticky with Mickey. I was like,
0: this is like the perfect example when people from other countries are like Americans. It's right. it's literally <laughs> this TV show. Yeah, and what
2: the fuck was Vinny wearing like 3D glasses? She's always glasses? wearing sunglasses. Like did she look like she's an Armageddon? <laughs> like she looks like she's like going to space. Yeah. She's like, always what? wearing
0: sunglasses when they're watching TV. Like I don't understand Vinny. what that's about. She's watching this garbage on TV. Uh, People trying to stick as much money to their bodies as they can. And finally, she hits her threshold. She Mm -hmm. like breaks through. She gets just angry enough and her powers come out for the first time and she makes their TV explode. <laughs> I write, and thus began a lifetime of me trying to do shit with my mind. Yes,
2: 100%. <laughs> yeah, right. I remember being like, A, that would be great if my parents encouraged me to watch TV more. I That was kind of my takeaway. <laughs> why
0: can't we eat frozen dinners in front of the TV set?
2: 100%. I was like, uh, no, we had to sit in the kitchen away from the TV. TV off.
0: Like, And this is why I don't have powers. Thanks, mom and dad. <laughs> right, yeah,
2: I was like, Thanks for all that
0: family time. (laughs) Next up, Miss Trunchbull buys a lemon of a car from Harry that inspires him to finally send Matilda to school, which I don't remember the fact that it was called Crunchum Hall. It looks I, like a mausoleum.
2: It really does. I i was like, well, crunchum, like that. Like yes. that kind of sounds right, you know? Crunchum. Yeah, crunchum. Yeah. But <laughs> now I'm like, mm, that's a little weird.
0: It sounds like something they would say on a 90s commercial for a cereal. Yeah. Like, just crunchum. Yeah, crunch,
2: Prioritize like- me, <laughs> Captain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> so we meet oh sweet little Lavender. Oh, she's the best. Lavender and hortensia. Lavender's like the funniest hortensia. Uh, hortensia. To these two girls at school, and we get the whole rundown. We learn about Trunchbull. Mm-hmm. We learn about the Chokey.
1: Hortensia's the
2: tall one, right? Yes. Like I remember, I was like, "Oh, she's like the older kid at school who is just looking out for you. Like right. you need to be friends with her." She was always a little congested. She's only in that one scene. And I was like, "Girl, blow your nose." Like if you just go back and listen to that, she's like, "What time?" The second grade. He two, <laughs> I'm like, "Girl, take a breath.
3: Just like, clear even it even know, out. Just
2: clear it out." Yes. Yeah, yeah. In her
0: defense, their creepy <laughs> yeah. haunted school is next to an entire field of wildflowers. So it must be like high season for allergies. Mm. Oh good
2: point. Allergy yeah. season. That's well
0: right. True. Imagine
2: how Amanda Thrip felt.
0: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Amanda for Amanda Thrip.
2: toed through the two lips. <laughs> through the
0: two <laughs> I was like, could they have cast a more heartbreakingly cute oh, yeah. little girl? Like, there's nothing cuter than child glasses.
2: Oh, it broke my heart. When she was like, my mommy thinks they're sweet. <laughs> Your mommy is a Like Your mommy <laughs> is a twit. That? I remember my mouth was a gate.
0: Like, the fact that her mom wasn't in school the next... Day You know what I mean Like there are clearly No considerate parents In this entire movie Because all of these kids Have had to go home At one point And be like There's a lady Throwing us out the window <laughs> And no one's parents Are showing up
1: We're operating Within the Raw Doll world Where like parents Just don't believe kids Like it's all to the extreme Yeah
2: I And I think that's where That movie review Really comes back into play Where they're like I don't know who hurt Roald Doll, But it's like mm, Parents did I think I think it was all yes. adults His parents yeah, definitely For suck. sure Adults yeah. Are the worst oh, yeah. in every roll doll book. Speaking of twits, he had a book called The Twits. Oh, really? It's definitely about mean adults.
0: So yeah, most of the adults in these universes suck, but there's always like one good one. And we meet her now at this moment. We meet Miss Honey, the forever idol of our childhoods.
2: Do you know who she looks like?
1: Sarah Paulson. She
0: does look like Sarah Paulson. I've been trying to figure that out. Yes,
1: she looks exactly like Sarah Paulson. Wow, 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 wow.
0: Just for clarification, she's not. Sarah
1: Paulson. Only 50% <laughs> sure she's not Sarah Paulson. She looks exactly the same. Right. Add that to the list of celebrity conspiracy theories.
0: Like Emily Blunt is definitely not Katy Perry. Or
2: Katy Perry is not Zoe Deschanel. Or they're not forms of each other. Or John Benet Ramsey is not Katy Perry.
0: Oh, yeah. I could believe it.
1: Big time. It's just such a good. Sto- I mean, not. It's a horrible story, but it's such a good like conspiracy that you just gotta. We're run with just it.
0: not gonna ever let this poor kid lay peacefully to rest. We're gonna be talking right about her rest. for eternity.
2: We're like, you were a beauty queen, but now
1: we want you to be a pop star. But you have to be dead for right. a
0: little bit. We have to kill you off <laughs> to bring you back for the next season as a new character.
1: And it's like you got off easy. Like you should have seen what they did to Macaulay Culkin. Well, <laughs> they kept that bitch alive
0: barely. <laughs> so Sarah Paulson as Miss Honey. Yeah. She notices right away that Matilda is very special. She makes a house call to <laughs> tell her parents how special she is. And then immediately it was like, this is a mistake because these people are trash. They're so rude to her. She chose books. They chose books. Yeah. She's like, look where you ended up, teaching a bunch of snot-nosed brats. I got a husband, house, these big high boobies.
1: <laughs> Does she say we chose looks? Like, is she grouping Danny DeVito into that?
2: <laughs> no, it's it's a, it's a woman-to-woman thing because it goes, you chose books. I chose looks. Oh, okay, okay. Look at
0: your life. Look at my life.
2: Right, exactly. Yeah. And sunny's like, mm, I am. No, I don't have any regrets, bitch. She
0: says it so nicely too. She's like, I can see that we're not going to agree. It's like the Southern, bless your heart. <laughs> Speaking of body dysmorphia, we- cut to a scene with bruce at the <laughs> yes, uh, the most iconic scene oh there you go and nice. this assembly poor fucking bruce bogtrotter such a good stole name stole her cake so she's going to make him eat first of all that that cake looks i don't think i've ever seen a cake that looks as good as that cake i
1: looks. love that cake
2: i want to eat that cake when i imagine chocolate cake i imagine that and then i i feel like i can taste that but i don't think i've actually ever tasted a cake like that Every time I take a bite of chocolate cake, I'm like, "Mm, it's It's no cookies. Not (laughs) it.
0: It's no cookies
2: (laughs) from Crunch 'em (laughs) Hall. It's like that in Krabby Patties.
0: Her blood and sweat.
2: I'm guessing some of her teeth went into that too. I'm guessing a lot of shit fell into that.
0: I don't know how that woman was holding up a cake that size. She was a literal skeleton. When
1: she wipes her nose, that really stuck with me. I feel like the sound in this whole movie is amazing. Like everything that has to do with the trunch bowl, like when she walks, it's like, you know, the camera like shakes, you know, there's like a Booming sound, and you could like hear her like sniveling, and like her sweat falling off her face. Everything is so good.
0: Thank God they didn't do any like super close up mouth sounds on Bruce, because I feel like that would have probably sent me over.
1: Reverse ASMR, yeah.
0: I actually started to feel nauseated towards the end, just watching these kids suffer. And Matilda stands up, and she's like, "You can do it, Brucey!" And all the kids start, "Bruce, yeah. Bruce, mm-hmm. Bruce," and. I got weirdly emotional at that show of solidarity. It was a moment of camaraderie.
2: Yeah, teamwork that I hadn't experienced before.
0: Yeah, like kids can be cruel, but kids can also be kind.
2: Yeah. I'm like, (laughs) no one's ever cheered me on when I've finished desserts. In fact, my mom's (laughs) like, how (laughs) many is that?
0: Normalized cheering for people when they finish a whole cake. Agreed. Matilda comes home. It's like, okay, there are cops outside of our house. They already know what you do. And it's like, no, they're speedboat salesmen. (laughs) They're like, we're in a landlocked state.
1: (laughs) And they brought a little boy too, like a little miniature boat.
0: This will prove it, but they are eating like marshmallows and jelly beans on a skewer, just like as an appetizer. And I
1: remember (laughs) just
2: being like, again, with this family, I'm finding them hard not to Like envy them Goals Yeah And Matilda just walks in And like oh She had the The jelly And the peanut butter In one jar My mom never bought that It was always like No we gotta keep them separate And I'm like For who? (laughs) Like This is Like you really are Yeah I think that I'm the one That's being mistreated here Like Matilda You got it great
0: Eric I feel like Your mom and Dan's mom Have some things in common here Because a lot of episode Dan's like Yeah my mom didn't let me do this
1: No She never let me do Never let me have Janko pants Never let me eat Cocoa Puffs or play video games and stuff like that. She's
0: like, I was trying to spend time with you.
1: Yeah. (laughs) She like brought me to museums. It's like, no, I don't need your time. I need good groceries. I need Count Chocula.
2: Chocula. I need Waffle Crisp. I need white bread.
0: I need you to enable me. Right. This is why kids go to college and gain 15 pounds in five minutes.
1: Kids only go crazy because they're repressed. You got to let your kid let the inner Bruce out and just finish that whole cake and get that plate smashed over his head. Yeah.
0: You know, we continue on as usual. The kids are like exploring a little creek before school. Also like, love that.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Before cell phones, before Game Boys. Living in the moment.
0: Yeah, you had to fucking find your fun. Mm -hmm. You were solely responsible for it. The kids catch this little newt and Trunchbull decides she's going to teach their class that day. Her car is conking out, so she's pissed at the tolda, throws
1: her in the chokey. I I think we need to take a pause for a second and recognize the chokey. You're right. I'm pretty sure that's the reason I'm claustrophobic. The chokey is Horrifying.
0: Horrifying.
1: I think that all epidemics, like post nineteen ninety six, are be- and pandemics are because of the choky. I think. <laughs> yeah. So shit oh, yeah. It's just a small room, and there's nail like it's it's backed up into like a broken pipe that's like spewing all these fumes, and then there's like gigantic nails coming in at every angle, so you couldn't even like sit down. That might be the most disturbing part
2: of. Matilda, I think if I were a parent, that would be the weirdest thing for me to have my kids watch is like for them to think that this is like a possible right, punishment.
0: Right. I mean, could be helpful.
1: And I hate the name too. It's so, it's such a good the name. The Chokey.
0: Some chokies are fun. Some are fun. <laughs> very scary.
1: Right. And thus
2: began my exploratory. <laughs> you know how I was gay? Okay?
0: I was intrigued by the Chokey before I knew what it was.
2: <laughs> I was like, mm, again, I'm envious. <laughs>
0: I remember her being locked in there for longer or like it being more of a trial for mm-hmm. Miss Honey to like sneak out and save too, her.
2: actually. Yeah, 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 it was pretty quick. Yeah, she had it easy compared to the kid who ate M&M's or whatever got thrown out a window. Like, oh, yeah. She's okay.
0: Lavender is just like over it. She puts the new in this pitcher of water. Tilda unlocks her powers in that moment. She gets to that place of anger again. She's being yelled at and she tips over the glass and the new jumps right onto little trunchy. She's like actually tries to admit that she has powers to Miss Honey, but she can't duplicate it. So uh, Miss Honey invites her over after school, which is like, I know that she's a child in a bad home, but that's a little mm, crossing the line. It's weird. Yeah.
2: Yeah. But Miss Honey's like I'll hopefully I'll adopt you it. eventually. So why don't you just come over and <laughs> you see the place? It's child run.
0: This is actually the story of a teacher who tries to steal a child. <laughs>
2: also, her home is like the tiniest home. Like when they say cottage, it's I'm like, like a hobbit house. I see a kitchen. Well, she rented for $50 a month.
0: $50 a month. We'll get you this tool shed in rural Massachusetts. She's like, Actually, when I open the oven door, I can sleep right on the little
1: Sylvia Plath bed.
0: So, but then we get this, like, oh, I love this sequel. I mean, it's awful and heartbreaking, but I wrote, oh, God, I'm not proud. I wrote, Now we get the whole. Honey, Trunches of Oats backstory. Mm -hmm.
2: Yes. That was actually really good. (laughs) Honey, Miss Honey, Trunches, Bunches of Oats. Oh,
1: that's actually really good. Love it.
0: I apologize. (laughs) I can't just keep these things to myself. No,
1: you got to let them out. I've
0: already sung Papa Roach on this podcast. (laughs) There's really no going back. So, of course, she sets up this whole story as, like, a girl I know. But we know, of course, it's her backstory as a child. Miss Honey's mom dies when she's two. Her dad needs help taking care of her. So his sister comes to stay with them, and she's really awful to her. And then suddenly her dad drops dead. It's ruled as suicide, which pretty much right away, they're both, like, clearly not a suicide. He
2: killed him. Yeah. And then all of a sudden this crazy woman is, like, a murderer?
1: Yeah, right. Yeah.
0: It- then it gets real. Then it's, like, we go from this, like, a imaginary looney tunes throw you through a field of flowers and it's okay world to so like, oh, bitch actually killed someone. Right. This
2: woman's actually right. like gonna kill everyone. But it's so she could inherit his house.
1: And all of his money, right? They just show that end scene where she's like on the swing and Trunchbull just like puts her hand on her shoulder and it's just the backs of them. It's such a good scene. It's like so foreboding. Yeah,
0: of course, it takes Matilda like 0.2 seconds to be like, that's you. You're the girl from the story. And this is the cottage. And she's immediately like, yo, you got to break back into your house and steal your shit back. Yeah. Right away. Pretty immediately. Ms. Honey's like, Well, I never thought to do that in all these years. Wait,
1: so Matilda, like, come on, come back, but like, I'll follow you. Okay, fine. Yeah,
0: exactly. Go off, girl.
1: Ms. Honey has like some arrested development issues. Like, I feel like she is not ready to own a kid she is like ready to follow matilda into this house and break in right yeah because she thinks that matilda knows best (laughs) like come on man right exactly she was like well like i've been meaning to (laughs) right right
2: this is better late than never
0: so of course they sneak into her dad's house and then of course we have like the whole thing about the father's chocolate box much too good for children
2: i eat that like mouthful of popcorn or really anything and speak with like and just say constantly with anything just much too good for Children. It's
0: father's chocolates. I was like, How old are these chocolates?
2: Right. Too good for children. <laughs> of
0: course, Crunchbowl <laughs> had left the house, but then her car conks out, so she comes back. We have this very intense, like, cat and mouse game. She knows somebody's in the house. She clearly also has, like, a bizarre, heightened sense of smell. Mm-hmm.
2: That was a bit unnerving.
0: Yeah. Oh, she, like, jumps over the banister of the second floor and lands on the first floor and like shakes the entire house. (laughs) I was like, why are there a million pots and pans in your stairwell? Oh
2: yeah. Like who decides like, okay, out of all this huge mansion in this pretty decent sized kitchen, (laughs) I'm going to put the mop (laughs) In the brooms and all these pots and pans in this small little like back stairwell. So there's a
0: great sketch there because yeah. it ha- multi- It feels like a sketch where like multiple times they're coming down the stairwell and it's like right. choo- 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 all these pots and pans are falling everywhere.
2: A realtor showing Miss Trunchbull's house. There's a huge dip in this living room right now where someone clearly jumped from that two-story.
1: Um, we have all these pots and pans here, which is not where I would keep them, but you know, it's your house. She also like has no problem destroying her own house. <laughs>
0: right, she like the chandelier falls. I'm also like, yeah. okay, Miss Honey, like I get it. She's a scary lady, but you are also a grown woman. So there's a a very plausible scenario in which you send Matilda to get out of there and you just say oh sorry it's just me I just came by to grab some stuff
1: one of my favorite parts of this movie is that Miss Honey is scared of her like a little kid is scared right. of her like she never gets over yeah
0: it. and I guess she knows she's capable of murder so really why risk it <laughs> right that's
1: a good point yeah we get
0: back home and Zinnia is basically having a threesome with these two FBI <laughs> agents
1: <laughs> that was a very
2: suggestive <laughs> position that they found her in. oh yeah and then Harry burst in with like the- he's
1: like I leave you alone for two seconds you're entertaining a couple surfer dude body builders <laughs> it's like these are like scrawny guys in suits so literally dude, Kiwi herman they are ace
0: powerboat, salesmen. <laughs>
2: like,
1: <laughs> ace, powerboat ace powerboat salesman
0: she's just kind of like now locking in because like her dad's yelling it's kind of triggering her she sees the door shaking and she's like yell at me dad yell at me yell at me again, yell at me again. Oh, yeah. and So she's starting to realize putting the pieces together of like, oh, when my dad yells at me, when somebody yells at me, I'm able to tap into my power. So she's now starting to figure it out. She's starting to practice and hone her skills. She's like pouring herself cereal with her mind and feeding herself with the spoon with her mind. And then we have like one of the best scenes in the whole movie. Finally, we get some itty bitty pretty one and she's making everything fly around the room. Like
2: the number of times I 52 card pickup because I just wanted to see, like I almost (laughs) told myself that like if I pause my brain, these are all floating around. And then
1: they work for one second. And then they just play right. it.
2: And I'm like, okay, that was anticlimactic.
1: When she's dancing in that scene, apparently Mara Wilson was like very self-conscious. Like she was very embarrassed. So Danny DeVito made the whole crew and cast dance off screen with her. So she wouldn't feel so. Oh my yeah. God. That's so cute. <laughs> so cute.
0: She is like, I got this shit on lock. And now she is determined to get this doll back. By- What's the Lissy doll? Oh, it's
1: Lissy actually. So L-I-C-C-Y.
0: C-C. That's Licky doll. I think that
1: L-I-C-K-I. <laughs>
0: maybe that's a doja cat song (laughs) okay
1: (laughs) licky doll oh god this is a good little fact the reason why her name is lissy doll is because raw doll's widow's name is lissy lissy doll what oh Oh, doll
0: because you called her his widow it like made it feel sinister for some reason i just was
1: reading it raw doll's wife right lissy (laughs) lissy doll interesting
0: so we have to go back and retrieve Vicky Licky. <laughs> she's in the dad's house and Matilda just goes off. I mean, so she not only does she go get the doll. First of all, it's a very windy night. I should preface that. She gets the doll, gets her and hugs her and it's so sweet. And then she's like, I'm going to fuck with Trunchbull. Got to punish her. She, she, yeah. Well, first, of course, she like steals some chocolates. Of because... She is a kid after all. And then she starts doing all this stuff, like speeding up the clock and moving her chair and fucking with the power. And then it becomes clear she's kind of like staging a a poltergeist, essentially. She's going to spook Trunchbull into thinking that Magnus, Honey's father, Magnus, is like, come back to haunt her. And then, fuck, so good. Such a clever, I mean, obviously, she's like the smartest kid ever, but like, I guess it's all the books. She's got a real sense of poetic justice.
1: Sinister
2: shit. I mean, yeah. when you go through what she's gone through, someone squeezes your face and makes your TV explode. Like, you're,
0: right. you know, capable a lot. She's capable of a lot. She, she's, of, she's basically like the Carrie of kids'
1: movies. <laughs> yes. I mean, yes. Yeah. Okay. Good point. She could
0: be capable yeah. of some shit.
1: Very much so. Don't take her to prom. Well, if you're going to take her to prom, you better really take her to prom. Yeah. Nobody
0: fuck with her at prom. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Make it a good experience.
0: So she rips the portrait of Trunchbull off from over the mantle and throws it into the fire and then has the portrait of Magnus come like sweeping down the stairs and hang itself
1: up. I'm like rewatching this in my brain. And I'm so like, cool. So that portrait is actually a portrait of Raul Dahl. <gasps>
0: cool what a handsome gentleman yeah for real i think i always pictured him to look like the weirdo one of those cartoons yeah, it's kind of like a gnarled weirdo yeah.
1: it's like i always think of dr seuss as just cat in the hat like it's literally <laughs> cat in the hat writing yeah, the books
0: <laughs> yeah let this bitch be haunted by a fake ghost i love that but then she like runs outside she's about to split but then she finds matilda's ribbon and of course smells it <laughs> yeah. so she's like well there's trouble. But, however, even if I was like, oh, there's there's been a child here, I still would be like, okay, but I was also just alone in my house and shit was flying everywhere. Mm-hmm. How can I just assume that a kid was messing yeah. with me? Because then you have to buy into telekinesis.
2: Right. That was a bit fourth Wally. She was a little bit too in on what was going on because I'm sorry, a, a kid, unless you're just like assuming maybe one of them has these crazy powers, Like, how did they get all of your crazy right. medicine balls like to roll down the stairs?
0: Or know that you murdered your brother, right?
2: right. Yeah, like I'm sorry, <laughs> right. that was a very odd, like the little grimace and laugh. I was like, "What? What are you laughing about? You're the one going back."
0: Into yeah, you think house. you're off the hook? Like, yeah. no, Mm-mm. that's that solves nothing. But no. apparently, she she knows what's what. I guess so. Matilda shows up yeah. at school the next day, and she brings Lissy doll to Miss Honey, and she's just like floored. But then she can actually prove her powers to her and she shows her what she can do and then she has the line no more miss nice girl which is as we know now one of mara's favorite lines trunchbull is interrogating the students about the ribbon and is just about to throw matilda in the chokey when now we go full in we oh this scene is actually like really even though i know that it's matilda doing it it really creeped me out to have like a group of children Read this chalkboard note.
3: Yes. And she writes,
0: Agatha, I agree. this is Magnus. Give my little bumblebee back her house and her money and get out of town. If you don't, I will get you. Or as they read it, I will get you like you <laughs> got me. That it is a promise. promise.
2: And then the like erasers and the chalk and everything just like swirls around her. So good. Yeah. And somehow knocks her out.
0: Also, none of these kids seem phased about the whole ghost writing. <laughs>
2: right. Thing. They're all like, okay, well. They're like, just
0: like, we're reading. She like wakes up and then just throws a random kid out the window, but Matilda makes him fly. I was
2: like, I got this. Don't worry. Like, everyone sit down. <laughs> like, she just looks at Matani like, nah, eh, Tails all the time.
1: Done this once, done this nine times. <laughs> right. Also,
0: the kid who's flying is just like, wee.
1: Amanda Thripp's just like, I'm me.
0: Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> not
1: for nothing, but she doesn't even really know if she could do this yet. And she's not even concerned. She's, she's like, never
0: tried to fly a human before. Yeah, but right. I guess like, you know, she has to at least try because he's already out the window, right? Like yeah, the worst that could happen is he continues to be out the window <laughs> and it's not her problem. But <laughs> right. even when she like zooms Lavender up to hold on to that pipe to like get her out of the way, her response is like, I didn't know I could do that. All the kids are
1: just like, guess it's me.
0: She ruined some kids' lives just being yeah. like, I, did it once. <laughs> I can do it again.
1: But I actually—that's like one of my favorite lines of the movie when she's like, "I didn't know I could do that." And then she's like, "Actually, I'll let her think that she's got magic in her." Yeah, there was this fun little laugh, like where she's like, oh, "Lavender, you sweet, simple girl. Yes, <laughs> you
2: muggle.
0: You <Yeah>, yeah. absolute <laughs> muggle." So yeah, the kid comes flying back. Trunchbull falls on the globe, and then she's spinning around the globe, and then you know she falls through a wall.
2: It's and- getting
1: violent. All the kids are ready. <laughs> I think she's going to kill this woman. I remember it's like,
2: what are they going to have for lunch? Like, they're all throwing it at (laughs) this woman. Like, what are these children going to eat?
0: Right. They're all, they all start throwing their food at her. Even Bruce squishes some chocolate cake in her face. And I'm like, that's good chocolate cake. But don't
2: you remember him? His mom's was better. You're right.
1: You're right. He's like, bitch, I ain't ever having this chocolate cake again. She's got Godiva Bogtrotter at home.
0: Godiva Bogtrotter. Very good. Very good. If I ever
1: have a
2: cake brand.
0: That could be your drag name. We're
2: something. (laughs) It'll be wrapped up like a Hershey pitch.
0: That's your whole act as you just eat an entire chocolate cake. <laughs> <laughs>
2: done. Literally done.
0: So yeah, basically the kids are finally like, we're done with this bitch. We will conquer her with snacks and she's never to be seen or heard from again. And things just become right with the world. Miss Honey moves back into her father's house. I got the
1: line, by the way, that we were looking for. It says, Miss Honey was made principal of Crunching Hall. Never enough, Honey. The Hall, which had to add an upper school because- like Oh, school. an upper school, meaning like-, like uh, a high school. Like a middle school. Okay. I understand because children never wanted to leave. Yeah.
0: You're like, you know, the- up- our school, like on top of the school where they can sleep. (laughs) small (laughs) orphanage.
2: (laughs) All parents just signed away their parental rights to Miss Honey. All right,
0: children, time to go upstairs.
2: (laughs) Get in line for bath.
0: (laughs) Get in line for bath. (laughs) Go to the upper stairs. Matilda's having tea and cookies with her at her house and then her parents come right. zooming up. And I just love like the mom's reaction. Like clearly they're running from the FBI <laughs> right now. The sirens in the back. The sirens. Yeah. Like we're going yeah. on vacation to Guam. <laughs> <laughs> like Permanent
1: Guam. Vacation. Guam.
0: Yeah, they're like, we need to beat the FBI to the oh, airport. Yeah.
1: Oh no, no, no. What isn't it? We got to beat the speedboat salesman to the airport. <laughs> we got to beat the speedboat salesman <laughs> to the airport. Right. So she's like, I don't
0: want to go. I want to stay here. And Miss Honey's like, I love her. Which is also like, sure.
1: Oh yeah.
2: And everyone's like, Huh?
0: So of course, Matilda's like, I have adoption papers. I had them since I've learned how to Xerox. And like you said, it's kind of like a little pause of a moment where she just looks at her kind of like, mm, pity. And then they both just sign the papers. Who's got a pen? <laughs> He's got a pen.
1: Sign away their kid. I really thought that there was going to be some light through this crack. Like they're driving off and she like turned, you know, either her or Danny DeVito turns back around. Nothing.
0: No. They're running from the police. We're
1: <laughs> like, gonna be at security. We're gonna
2: be Guantanamo Bay. Guant- Guantanamo Bay. <laughs> Guantanamo Bay. That's Guantanamo what. Guantanamo that's what she Guantanamo meant. Bay's.
0: Guantanamo Bay. B A E. Also a good little drag name.
2: That that was Vinnie's new title. Right. Exactly. She, she was like, "Well, now I'm Guantanamo Bay. Baby. <laughs> yeah. I know my
0: role." And then we just get this like super dreamy montage of their life together, which we all were just like, adopt oh, me, you know. Them a rolling rollerblading, a, in
2: the,
1: rollerblading in the living rollerblading room, rollerblading in the living room. Send me on my way. Oh. Rolling
0: around in the grass and just laughing together oh, and reading it. together. It's just so freaking sweet. Oh. And of course, we end with, oh, on my way.
2: Send me on oh, my send
0: way. Send me on my way. So I'm good. Um, the sale. I don't know any of the words to that song, but I still sing it.
2: And I still don't. I don't think I would have known that they were saying send me on my way no. until I actually saw the song titled like
1: correct. on someone's computer. On Kaza, Send yeah. me on yeah, my way. Yes. Online. Okay. So do you know what my sale is? No. Can you take any guess? I'm going to sail. What is I it? may see you.
0: I may. S- no. No.
1: No, it's not. yeah, like no. I just don't believe you what's the
0: part that's like you know what I'm talking about? You
1: know what they say about the young? Is that what
2: no.
1: you're talking about? No, yeah, you know. no. yeah. <laughs>
0: Know what to say about that? I still am having trouble making you know that. Fit.
1: The, um, that guy must really have really had to go to the bathroom.
2: He was like getting through that song. He's right, like, "No, guys, we got to do this. Got to like, go. go right okay. now." He's like, "Please <laughs> let me go."
0: Everybody's like, "Does anybody know what this song is about?" No, just keep going. It's a nineties vibe, yeah.
2: and he does kind of sound like he's in pain. So he's like, "I would like <laughs> to hold."
0: Oh, <laughs> we will Yeah, no.
2: he's literally oh, like, gosh, about to piss yeah.
1: his pants. I think that's how that song was made. Yeah, yeah. I would like to hold my pee. My little
0: peeper. (laughs) Yeah, I can see that. All right. Uh, So, final thoughts, wrap up, and rating. So, I will start by saying I fully believe that this movie holds up. i found it just as magical and joyful i mean i don't want to say i wasn't disturbed by it because obviously there are darker themes but i feel like they're painted in such a fantastical light that it's easy to sort of look at this like a more magical kind of universe and i just i found it very inspiring i loved it i love the tale and like good triumphs over evil so i'm going to give this movie Ooh, i've never done this before i think i'm going to give this movie 10 Newts. Whoa.
2: Yes. Okay. Wow.
0: I've never given anything 10 stars before. Meanwhile, we're nine episodes in. Huge moment. But I just feel like this movie really delivers. And there's really nothing in it that I was like, ew, gross. Like that didn't age well or shame on you, Danny DeVito. Or like, I just love the way it's done. And I love the way it makes me feel. That's beautiful.
2: I love that. It shouldn't everything in life be that good? Yes.
0: One bajillion percent. Yeah. What's wrong with that? 10 Newts. All right. Yeah. Daniel.
1: I just love this movie so much and when we're Watching it for this time, just the second it came on, it's just such a specific feeling. And I know it might be for those who who love it, but I also just feel like as a movie, it has just such a very specific feel and it's so magical. And, you know, it, it's that raw doll kind of story where everything's kind of uh, exaggerated to a point of ridiculousness, but there's something at the core of those exaggerations that is real and, you know, clearly resonates with a lot of people about, you know, not feeling heard and not feeling like kids matter. And it's also just like a straightforward revenge story, it's funny, it's sweet, it's not corny at all. You know, you'd never call it like a corny, weird movie. It's just such a good movie. I'm going to give it eight and a half episodes of Sticky with Mickey. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. So
2: I mean, I recently watched this with my nieces and nephews who are all very young. And I just so loved a feeling like I was watching it as a kid again, and getting what you mentioned, you know, that nostalgic feel, but also seeing that transcend them. And like, they watch mostly like cartoons and random Nickelodeon shows that just aren't like this. And so they were so captivated. Like usually it's hard because I I have a lot of nieces and nephews, and so it's hard to keep them all in one place. And they've seen every movie a million times. So them seeing this the first time, like, and Mm -hmm. they were so engaged, it really does go to show how timeless it is and how the lesson, you know, it also transcends time, just what you said. Like, it's about being yourself and not listening to negative external factors, even if it's coming from your own family, which I think is a really important lesson for a lot of people to learn. Honestly, I think the only reason why I would not give it 10 Lissy Dolls is because I re- I've thought this ever since I was little. I want her to get her powers earlier because I want more time um, with her fucking with people with her power yes. yes. And so that's yeah. the only yeah. thing that I want to see more because it really does happen in the last like 30 minutes of the movie like 40 minutes. yeah and it's only an hour and a half long but like it happens well after the halfway point. I just wish there's a little bit more telekinesis. Nine out of 10 Lissy Dolls.
0: Nine out of 10 Licky Dolls. Yeah. Well done. Nice. Licky
1: Doll. I felt that way too, that this time for the first time being like, oh, she doesn't have, you know, like you remember it to be like this whole movie about her powers.
0: For
2: a
1: yeah. chunk in the movie. It's a lot of yeah.
0: backstory. It's Or like, yeah. you know, leading up to. It's
2: a ton of setup, which, which also makes it good because it truly is a really good plot too. And there's a lot of parallels. Yeah with people being shut down yeah. by their family
1: that you know and needing to stand up for themselves
0: exactly you can find your inner power
1: you also need to feel frustrated yes. for her I feel like so if, if you just like have that beginning where you just are told like she's had a really tough life and then she gets the powers I think it's not as powerful as like her getting like stomped on this whole time. And then finally, but I, yeah, but I was struck by like, I was like, oh yeah, yeah, it really is like 40 minutes Mm -hmm. of powers and really not the beginning is like her just like lifting shit up.
0: I want more powers and I don't want them to say anything about her not using her powers. Okay. Keep your fucking power. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Cut out. Don't act like she didn't,
2: you never need them again. I'm sorry. No, bitch needed them again. She needs them every day.
0: Every damn okay. day.
2: And I need her to need them. <laughs> I need, that's what it really is. Let's, I need let, her to I need, need, her them. To need Let's, them. Just okay. like that
1: famous song.
0: Let's keep fingers yes. crossed for Matilda too, where she yes. comes back and, or her kid comes back or whatever, and they have some fucking powers, and they're like using them in high school and fucking fucking with bullies or whatever. It kind of, kitschy shit they'll end up doing.
2: I will be first in line for that movie.
0: Eric, I just wanted to say thank you so much for hopping on with us. This was a total blast. I'd love to give you the floor to let people know where they can find you, you know, what's going on in your world. What would you like our audience to hear about?
2: Oh, I feel like I've had the floor the majority of this time. I like my voice is like I talk a lot, but it was so fun, it's so great. Thank you for listening. Uh, you can find me at Eric Feldman Nine on all platforms. Yeah, I'm excited to connect with you guys more, and hopefully we can uh, we can watch another movie.
0: Yeah, uh, we would love to have you back. You just you just think on love what to. movie yeah. you're even nearly as passionate about as Matilda, which might be hard to find. But oh,
2: there's a there's a list. <laughs> I, I, I can't wait to send <laughs> okay. it over.
0: Yay. Okay, great. We made a friend today. Thank you guys for listening. Thanks for reviewing. We've been loving the positive reviews. Thank you for helping us be ranked number 93 in the United States in our podcast category over these few short episodes so far. We love you. Send us any ideas of movies you would like to hear about. Good night, everybody. Night,
1: everyone. Thanks, Thanks,
0: everyone. Thanks, Eric.
1: Bye. (laughs) Thanks for listening to this episode of Millennial Movie Club.
0: If you like what you heard, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and write us a glowing review.
1: We are millennials. We kind of need the validation.
0: For even more goodies, be sure to follow Millennial Movie Club on TikTok and Instagram. Later Later days. days!